I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. So happy to be here with the great co-host... Morgan Lyoncotti. Morgan Lyoncotti. We're from the Hinckley Institute of Politics. We're just so happy to be spending the afternoon with all of you, talking to such interesting guests. And I'll, I'll tell you one interesting thing, uh, Morgan, is uh, we're all curious about what's happening with restaurants in the state of Utah. And as we start uh, talking about the restrictions, uh, what we're allowed to do, what we can't do, it's just so important to always keep in mind that there is an enormous impact on these restaurants uh, financially and otherwise. And we're so happy to have with us today Melva Sign, who is the CEO of the Utah Restaurant Association. Melva, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate the opportunity, Jason. Well, it's, I've had a chance to work with you a lot over the years. You've been such a great ass, uh, uh, advocate for the restaurants in the state, and, and our legislators and policymakers listen to you. Maybe give us an idea of uh, where we are right now as it relates to restaurants in the state, uh, you know, as it relates to the color code, to the guidelines we're getting. Yeah, so right now, um, being in yellow phase most of the state, um, there's still restrictions, the six-foot guidance, and that's really hard to, for a restaurant to, uh, you know, deal with six-foot guidance because, um, you know, that means they're about 25% capacity. And that's, uh, that's pretty hard to try and survive on 25% of your income. Um, so we understand the purpose for the guidance, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's really difficult for restaurants to meet all those guidelines. We're asking for some additional guidelines to be able to use plexiglass in the restaurants as separation and for um, consideration that it, it, we can increase the capacity if we're able to use some of these uh, methods that are being used in other businesses to create separation. So. We're hoping that we'll achieve that and be able to get restaurants up to 50, 75 percent occupancy here in the in the short while. Melva, what do you have to do to try to get some of those safeguards in place? I mean, who who are you talking to about that, and uh, you know, and and what is the reception to that so far? Well, so we presented the concepts uh, a couple of weeks ago to the uh, Health and Emergency Commission as well as to the um, Utah State Department of Health. Um, the officials there um, to try and get the six-foot distancing and the fact that in in the restaurants, most people are seated back-to-back, especially in booth space and some of those spaces, and be able to increase the the group size um, because, you know, Utah traditionally has uh, good-sized families, and so, like, I can't go and um, eat with my family in a restaurant because our group would be over 10 people. 
And, uh, and so we've asked for some of those considerations. Um, we know with the, the increases that are taking place that there's some concern, but we're hopeful that because restaurants, I mean, restaurants have been going through this since March 17th when the governor said close dining rooms. Some dining rooms are still closed because they can't meet these guidelines. And um, so it's a, it's a concern because PPP loans are being used up. Um, idle loans ran out. Now we're told that some of these things will be replaced, but will they be replaced in time to be a lifeline for our restaurants? You know, we've seen some pictures from other cities or even other countries of um, restaurants sort of just going out into the streets. Some restaurants are lucky enough to have patios, some others aren't. And obviously this only works for a little bit before, uh, you know, the weather turns. But is, is that under consideration, trying to use more of the yeah, sidewalk, so, more of the street? Yeah, so we've asked for that. For And when we have some locations where it's easier for... Um, cities to work with uh, restaurants and actually close streets and make it so there's walking areas so that we can use the parking areas that have nice green grass on them and and in you know maybe in some areas we have very wide sidewalks some are some communities are closing streets especially you know on the weekends and those types of things it's just that the restaurant industry is a gathering place. We're all about ambiance and great food, and we have and people working and being busy and uh, being all these places. And right now, with um, people, you know, concerned about what's safe and what's not safe, and uh, and those kinds of situations are making it so that it is is difficult to get people to understand that they can come out and they can enjoy a great meal safely. Restaurants always had. Um, because of food codes and establishments and, and because of the fact that we feed and provide food, we've always had uh, heavy regulations in terms of keeping food safe, keeping people safe, sanitizing. All of those things have been a part of the restaurant industry, and now they're enhanced. They're, you know, terrifically enhanced to try and make sure that um, people are kept safe. So, I have so, to be honest, it looks lovely. Yeah, All those photos of the... Just the cafe style eating out on the street. It does. It does. You know, you know, Melvo, uh, these restaurants are, are so important to our economy, but they're also uh, essential just to our to our state, you know, from an aspect of uh, people being downtown and, and other businesses as well. When, when this pandemic first you know, started really ramping up here, there's a there's a big effort there, uh, a marketing effort to support your local Utah dining uh, for restaurants. And I know there, there are many like me uh, who, you know, have, have been trying to do that as well. But what is happening uh, in terms of that? promotional what kind of message we want to give out to people because you know the, the real reality tell me if i'm wrong is some of these uh local restaurants that we love so much uh they may not be coming back if we don't support them is that true yeah so right now we confirmed with all of our uh, local distributors during the week right now we have a confirmation that over 10 percent of our restaurants uh to date are closed now in the state and they not will not be reopening we're, we're hoping not to see that number go up, but with the number of loans that are the PPP, other measures that have been put in place, which are now uh, winding down for many people, and yet we still can't fully employ people back. Um, and so as a result, 
you know, we're going to see that number. We're we're headed towards a 25% loss in the number of restaurants in the state of Utah. It's projected to be somewhere between 25 to 40%. We we're a, we last year in 2019 the restaurant industry was a 6.4 billion dollar industry. This year we've lost three billion dollars in sales. So people are hanging on by their fingernails. And yes, there was great support. We need to still keep that great support going out. Um, you know, go out and eat. If you feel uncomfortable, then still curbside takeout and delivery are all options that are still available and that restaurants are still pursuing. And, and we're working with the legislature to add some incentives um, for people to come out and enjoy the dining experience because, I mean, I eat out almost daily, and um, and I'm, I feel safe, and I feel comfortable, and the people are, I mean, everybody is just so welcoming right now. They're, they're grateful to have people coming in their restaurants, and so I see a high level of, of um, support from that aspect, but we need to keep that going and, and not talk about um, maybe things that are affecting the industry, the restaurants in a way where it's summer and, and maybe you don't want to go out and eat and you're happy to eat at home. Like there, nobody can prepare you a meal like a restaurant can prepare you a meal. I mean, we have a lot of, you know, uh, big families and things, but restaurants can accommodate and take care of, of all of the people who want to go out and enjoy a dining experience are, I mean, we just, we're, we're world-class when we welcome, welcome to the Olympics here and we were world-class then, and we've only improved now. So, and we have an amazing, um, amazing variety for every, every palate. We, we do for sure. And in, in the last 20 seconds though, you said that you feel comfortable going out. Give us just the, the 20 second pitch. To, so people listening to this will say, I, I should feel comfortable going out and getting that takeout. Yeah. I mean, so what it, what, however you use a restaurant, I mean, as I say, everything has been enhanced in terms of sanitation and being aware of that. We developed a restaurant industry promise so that people could be aware and assured and know what restaurants are doing so that they're sanitizing, you know, every four hours they're sanitizing every place in the building and there after every person comes and leaves they sanitize everything there's nothing on the table your silverware your um salt and pepper shakers all of the condiments are uh containers are brought to you they've been sanitized so i mean there is a major effort going on to make sure that people have all that we meet all the safety requirements so that people can come out and know they can have a great time in a restaurant and enjoy good food mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that, Melva, and all that you're doing in our restaurants. I think we all need to take a minute to try to support those local restaurants where we can and otherwise. Thank you for all you're doing. And thank you all for joining us. We'll be back soon talking about campus safety.